run. Good morning. Praise the Lord. I don't know where you're at today, but where I'm at, I'm looking out through the window at a lot of snow and a little bit cold. You know, I think it's up to six degrees, though. But anyway, uh, inside the Word of God, it's very hard, hot. So anyway, I thank you for joining me today. Uh, impromptu thing, but that's a good thing because um, when I have something for you, I like to uh, go with it. Um, and I just have been something for several days. Things have been uh, working on me and thinking about some things. So anyway, I'll share those. So Father, we just ask the Lord to join us in this, Father, by the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the Holy Spirit being here and, and, and involved with every person watching and, or the sound of my voice on audio later. I just pray that your ears are open to the things that God would have you know today and your eyes can see, your ears can hear, and your heart be encouraged. So that's what I want to share a bit about today. So, you know, uh, here's something I'd like to say. I, I just, the other day, just these things hit me, and it's like a bit of the word can erase tons of doubt. So I want you to, to have an uh, idea, Father, I mean, I, I want you to today uh, have some word in your life and praise God and thank Him for it and just think about those things that uh, entered into your heart. Uh, a little bit of a word, just a little bit of word can erase a lot, tons and tons of doubt. Uh, and and that's, what, that's the main theme I want you to have today, number one theme. Number two that I will be talking about today, that you are His. You know, uh, through the years, long time ago, as I um, made Jesus the Lord of my life, my life began to change, and it didn't seem like it was very dynamic. It just seemed like... Uh, whatever, but I was excited. But some people would start telling me that, Gary, you're one of his. I didn't know what that meant. And I thought, well, I don't think I'm really that special, uh, but the idea that I was one of his. So, you see, I want you to know today that you're one of his. Now, what does that mean? Well, uh, let's, let's go ahead and uh, go to John 10, 14 to start with. And you can uh, follow this with me, but I want you to gather up this today and think about it. Because there's a lot of things said out there about, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. There's a lot of religious ideas, there's a lot of people hear things about the Word of God. But you know what? thing is, you're one of His. Once you've made Jesus the Lord of your life and, and so on, you, you really have and sincerely know, have done that. In John 10, 14, it's Jesus said this. He said, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. He's just saying that he knows who you are. You say, well, people get all these ideas. They have to be legally say things just right, or that to pray just right. Well, sometimes, you know, the Word does give you a, a, a how to pray with faith and so on. That's true. But sometimes you just have to know that He knows your voice. He knows you. In John 10, 25, in fact, there's a few verses here. Jesus answered them, speaking to the unbelievers. Uh, he said, I told you, and you do not believe. Those are people that didn't believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you're not my sheep. And as I said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, 
and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. You see, people say, well, how do you hear from God? Well, you know, this isn't a complete lesson on how to hear from God, but you know, there's some things as you walk out this life, and maybe today you're one of those, maybe you uh, just recently made Jesus Lord of your life, maybe just once in a while you, you uh, or maybe recently you were thinking more about Whatever, anyway, I don't want to be distracted by my own thoughts running all over. But the, 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 the point is, he knows you. And he hears your, when you talk. He knows what you say. And if you don't know what, what I'm saying here, I can prove that in Malachi, which I'll go there in just a few minutes. But, he, but basically, uh, i got to start over again because my, my mind went out there on the snowbank, I guess. I want to read Malachi here so I can get back on, on, on track here. In Malachi, and I'll read it off my notes here. In Malachi 3, uh, you might want to go there, chapter 3 of Malachi. And in the New came King James Version, it, it's called the Book of Remembrance. And I want you to listen to this. I want you to really to hear this. And I've shared this before, but I want you to hear this. A book, those who fear the Lord spoke to one another. And the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him. For those who fear the Lord, they shall be mine. Back For those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name, which you think about the Lord all the time, that's a form of meditation. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. And on, the day, on that day I make them my jewels. I will spare them. As a man spares his own son who serves him, then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. See, there, what I just read there, if you didn't pick it up, I want you to pick it up. Because it said nothing about being super, super this or super, super this. You've got to do that. You've got to do this just right. No, it's got to do with he heard his people that feared him. Now, that means people that love him, revere him. They, they know he's the Lord. They know he's God. You know, a lot of people want to say, I, I do believe in God, but nobody's ever told him how to, you know, bridge the gap through his son, through the blood. That's our job. We have to tell him, yeah, you probably believe in God, but let's go the next step. Let's make sure that your Jesus is your Lord. That's the, the next step. But anyway, uh, for those that fear the Lord. Now, if you love God today, and that's you, uh, and you're saying things in private. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I didn't prepare a whole lot about back in uh, Exodus when there, the, you know, the children were coming across the desert and there were things, and people get to murmuring you know, against leadership and even doubting God. And God, the Bible declares that he would hear them. He would hear them, and it was very disgusting to him to hear his people that he'd done so much for to be murmuring doubt, see. So we don't need to doubt. We, that's why we look at this word here. This little bit of word today uh, hopefully will erase some doubt in your life. <laughs> that's the whole point. It's, it's not to make you a super, super uh, Bible student necessarily. It's to give you a, another little encouragement in your heart because guess where we're at today? We're in a very very tipsy place with our nation. We know that. You know that. I don't have to cover that up. It's not a place just, uh, you know, everything's hunky-dory, everything's great, everything's wonderful. Well, it, 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 it can be. We're, we're sitting on the verge of a mighty, 
mighty opportunity to keep our nation going in the way that it is where we're truly free. But see, it's going to be up to his people. Why? Because we're the ones that have the peace. We're the ones that carry the sword. There must be some other scripture here to back this up. But so you see there in Malachi, which is Old Testament, you might say, uh, it, it was a witness that he hears our voice. Then we went to John in the beginning here, said, I'm the good shepherd. He said, I know my sheep. He knows you. Trust me, he knows you. I, I'm telling you, people load up with all kind of guilt, and they, they think, well, I don't know if I'm good enough, I'm this and that. But you know what? You are good enough. He made you good enough. You're, made, you're, you're brought into the fold by his blood. That's how you got there. You didn't get there through some religious event or some memorizing this or going through this. You got there because at one point in your life, you, you, at one point or another, you said, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to come into my life. I want to be free. I want to be free. And if you're watching today, you're not free, then many times in my uh, things I've shared here, I've told you how to be free. If you don't know how to do it, go to uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And, and it says those that believe that, that uh, in their heart that, that Jesus uh, died and was raised from the dead in three days, and, and you say that with your mouth, uh, you're, you're, you're born again. You believe it, you believe it. You believe in your heart, you save with the mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead, wanting to be my Savior. And that's as simple as it gets, and that's how it works. That's all I did 40, almost 43 years ago. So, nevertheless, let's look at a couple other scriptures here. Uh, and at John 10, 14 that I uh, shared earlier in the Amplified Bible, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know without any doubt those who are mine. Think about that. There's no doubt in his mind. Do you have doubt that he's your Lord? He has no doubt that you're his. Uh, and he said, my, uh, who are my own, my own know me. And I have a deep personal relationship, and they have a deep personal relationship with me. Simple, isn't it? You're one of his. I want you to think about that today. I want you to say that with me. I don't care where you're at, if you're out, if you're home, if you're there, you're there. Say, I am one of his. People often want to locate you. You know, you're out and about. It's been that way with Sandy and I for all these years. Because they want to see, well, are you Catholic? Are you Methodist? Are you independent? Are you charismatic? Are you this? Are you that? You know what? If they ask you that, say, I'm one of his. He says, I'm one of his. You say, well, I thought, don't you go to any church? You say, I'm one of his. I'm one of his. Is that too simple? But it should bring some freedom to you. You don't have to be labeled by anybody because, you see, the good shepherd knows you. That's what you need to know. So what's the point of that? Well, if you need some things, you've got things going on in your life, you want to get into a prayer life, you have to understand something. When it says that he hears your prayers and answers them, you, you're, you should be confident he hears you when you pray. Or when anything. So sometimes, you know, I had an experience here recently, and we've walk, been walking this a long time. There was just a small thing I needed for some of the things that we do. Uh, I mean, it was, it was not a big deal. And I never really said, Jesus, I need this, or please bring it to me. Uh, and the next thing I know, they have this thing on Facebook called Marketplace. And the exact thing that I'd been desiring for some of the work that we do showed up free. I gathered that thing up. I, I loaded it in my pickup. Uh, actually, I'll just it's, it's a simple thing, but I, I do some snow plowing because what we own, we have a lot of snow. 
So I needed weight in my pickup. So I said, you know, one of those concrete things that they use in building, they make walls out of them. They'd probably weigh about 1,000 pounds. I need one of those in the back of my pickup for the winter. And I never, I never said a faith about it, but, you know, the Lord heard me. And the next thing you know, it wasn't just a, a, a couple of weeks, shows up free. What did it cost me? Didn't cost me anything, but my heart was knit to the Lord. He heard a desire in my heart, and it was maybe sound simple to you, but to me it's a big deal because it made a lot of difference in some of the things I have to do in these tough winters up here in South Dakota. Okay, let's move along here a little bit. Uh, uh, and another place in John 17. Let's just go there. Because it's, it's another witness of what I'm getting at today. In John 17, and uh, I encourage you, last time I uh, covered some things, to go to John 17 sometimes and see what it was that Jesus prayed for you in his really the last prayer uh, before he gave his life for us. Uh, that lengthy chapter 17 tells it all. It's very uplifting, very encouraging. Uh, but anyway, in verse 20... He said, he was praying, and he said, um, well, I'll go to 17. Uh, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, and they also may be sanctified by the truth. Now here it says in verse 20, I do not pray for these alone, speaking of disciples, but also those who will believe me, believe in me through their word and i've looked at that several translations and it really gets down to they he knows who believes him by what they say so what are you saying in the off time you know <laughs> what are you saying you, are you saying i love the lord i'm this or i'm grumbling or are you are you throwing doubt in there letting the evil one bring some doubt in like well i never get what i pray for you know all those kind of things uh, he hears those words he hears them and, and it hurts his heart because he still loves you, but he's saying that he'll know who's his by their what they say. And, and here he's saying all his prayers, you know, because oftentimes people want to get in there a little doubt and disbelief and, about the timing, and they'll say, well, you know, he, he spoke all those things just to his disciples, and they're the only apostles, and they, all this stuff. Well, he's saying here, look, this is not only for you guys, the 12 or the however many was sitting there, but he said also, he said, but, it, but also those who will believe in me through their word. Isn't that amazing? I mean, he wanted to make it clear that he was giving his life for somebody far beyond the 12 or the 120 or the thousands, even in Acts when the Holy Ghost fell on them. Uh, he wanted to make it clear that through the words of his people, he'd know who we are. So that doesn't mean we have to be all... Uh, you know, what I, I don't know the great word there, have anxiety about your words. But, you know, sometimes we stop, just stop and think about what, what are we thankful for, for the Lord? What, what is it? What is it that he's done for us? For me, the Lord set me free. I mean, it's, there's no question about it. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, it also says, uh, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You see, that's the whole point about it. When you make Jesus the Lord of your life, the Spirit of God sets up a, a, a place right in your human spirit. 
The blood of Jesus is your link to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit hears everything from God and brings it into your understanding. So do you not know that you are a temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Now, have you ever heard that scripture? I hope you have because, you see, start thinking about that. Man, I've made Jesus the Lord of my life, and, and the Bible makes it clear throughout the, the New Testament, a lot of places, that the Spirit of God resides right here, right here inside me. And, and what does that mean to you? Well, I want to tell you, you know, I thought about this with healing the other day. You know, some people say, well, he heals today, he didn't heal then. I, I've heard all this garbage. Uh, but I, honestly, we've seen so many he people healed and raised up, and their lives changed in our 40-some years of walking with him that, that uh, you can't argue that to me. And I got to thinking about the Spirit of God living in you, your temple. You know, there's things come on your body, a sickness, a disease. You realize if you begin to focus on this powerful spirit of the living God that, that really resides in you, and you begin to see that the spirit of the living God begin to push all that disease and all these things out of your body. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's just, I got a glimpse of it the other day. You just focus on the spirit of the living God who brings about healing. It's the anointing of the healing, and it's anointing of everything. Uh, it's the anointing that brings revelation knowledge to you. When you look at a scripture, all of a sudden it means so much more to you than it did yesterday. Or even when somebody says it, it didn't mean as much, and all of a sudden spirit of God brings that up to you. And basically what he'll do is purge doubt out of your life. He'll purge sickness and disease out of your life. You just have to believe it. There's a there's a key to all this stuff. Just simply don't doubt. Just believe. That sounds so simple that, you know, this kind of a message maybe won't stir up the millions. But I tell you, it stirs me up when I think about how precious I am to the Lord. It also stirs me up to know that I can hear his voice. And people want to know, how do you hear from God? Well, uh, listen for one thing. Shut your mouth for one thing. Just listen. And you say, well, how do you know it's God? Well, uh, let, there's some keys to that. You know, it's in Timothy talked about rightly dividing the word. What it really gets down to is uh, where Jesus uh, said that I uh, it said the thief has come but to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come to give you life. So we can boil this thing down. You get something. You hear something inside you. Well, let's let's measure what it is. If it's good, if it's encouraging, if it brings peace to you, brings some revelation, some brightness. That's probably God's word. That's God. If it's down and it's this and it's negative and, and it's like fear, you know, like you better look out. You know, this voice comes up, you better be careful. You know, you better be careful. You know, blah, 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 blah. just a blabber, uh, that's not God. God is going to bring good things into your life. He'll speak good things into your life. He'll, and you'll know that after a while. And, you know, I, I was encouraged by, by a Bible teacher a few years ago. He said, you know, just say that to yourself all the time. I, the, I know the voice of the good shepherd. I hear the voice of, uh, I hear his voice and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. And he said, you know, I was encouraged that if I would do that over a period of a few months, uh, all of a sudden God's voice would get more clear to me. Guess what? It works. It definitely worked. Uh, I began to do that. I began to speak that out. I said, I know the voice of the good shepherd. I hear his voice. And the voice of a stranger, I will not follow. And it just made it just really began to refine some things for me. Now, I want to just shift gears here a little bit uh, at, as I kind of bring this thing uh, a little bit to a close. 
And this is in Ephesians chapter 2. And this is an encouragement, I believe. In Ephesians chapter 2, starting in the verse 2, uh, it just starts out, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you were made alive. Your spirit man, you were alive, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in sons of uh, disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, were by nature children of wrath, just like the others. But God, in verse 4, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, loves you, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in ages to come he might show the exceeding greatness of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of the works, not of the works, not of the works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time beforehand that we should walk in them. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, if you're listening today, I want you encouraged. I want this word that came forth to give you a glimpse of how close he is to you, how close you are to him. And in particular in this time, you know, we have a great challenge in our nation. And there, there's a lot of warfare, you might call it. And a lot of you are wondering, how do I pray? Well, the first thing is, uh, if you're fairly new at it, or, or even if you've been around a long time, just be encouraged that he hears your voice when you cry out to the Lord and you say, Lord, we need help in our nation. We need, we need to get your guidance on how to walk this thing through, Father, so we aren't just depending on one election or one event or any of that, that we can see the long term that you have for us. In other words, uh, in that verse 10 of chapter 2, for we are his workmanship. You are his workmanship. I want you to say that today. I am his. I am his, and I'm designed for this time. And created us, created us in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The Amplified Bible said he prearranged these things. A lot of people say, I'm bored on a time. No, you're not. You're born at the exact right time. And hopefully, if, a, if one, two, or five, or three get a hold of this, this message, I believe it'll change your life because you are one of his. You know, when a couple people begin to say that to me, Gary, you're one of his. Sandy, you're one of his. Uh, I didn't always know what it meant, but it, great, it gave a great encouragement to me that, that I'm on the team, and you are too. It doesn't take a lot. Just the blood of Jesus brought you right in there. You've been engrafted into that. You've been brought in through the blood. And so be encouraged. And it says here we're seated together with him in heavenly places. Well, there's a, that's a whole other teaching. But you see, when Jesus was raised from the dead, we were raised with him. And that bears witness in Ephesians Colossians and so on. We were raised with him. We're in a new place. We're in a new place. We are separated. We are separated uh, people. We really are. We are not the same old fleshy people that we, we used to be. Uh, 
and, and we will know them. The more we walk around, we know. And we hear, we hear things uh, in the political arena. We hear it everywhere. Just stand in the truth. Know who you are. Don't be dissuaded. Don't be, uh, don't be discouraged about anything that anybody says. And be bold about your commitment to the Lord. Uh, when people say, well, where do you go to church? What are you going to say? You're going to say, I'm one of his. Well, where are you? Are you this? Are you that? Uh, independent? What are you? I'm one of his. I am one of his, and I hear his voice. When he speaks to me, I know that voice, and I'm going to walk in it. So, brothers and sisters, it's been a very brief message today, but it's just a point. I hope that you'll take that to your heart and just, just know in your heart that you're one of his. So, Father, bring this word alive to people's hearts. Give it understanding and take them on through so many more things that you have in store for them and you have had from the beginning i thank you for it lord i thank you for those that fear the lord i thank you lord they're speaking things about you and you're listening to them and so as they speak and they commune father you hear them so father thank you lord receive this blessing uh, receive this request for your blessing on all the people in jesus name amen